Comics, episode 157. Brooks Marvel has finally found its Black Widow director. Um, who is this? Kate Shortland? Yeah. I uh, don't know her work other than what's sort of in these things that she's worked on that are in the news stories and whatnot. But I, w- I imagine for the, all the people out there that have been clamoring for a Black Widow movie, they're probably happy that it's a woman directing. And I still don't think that they... Has Kevin Feige or anyone actually come out and like officially announced this Black Widow movie is happening? Or has it all just been leaked stories like this? Hearsay. Okay. Gossip. Rumors. But it's clearly happening. Well, I mean, I I think it's a... I think after the success of Wonder Woman, separate from Black Widow having appeared in like how many movies now? Plenty. It's... Come on. It, it, let's do it. But, 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 frankly, before Scar Johansson gets to be too old, this is true. This physically is, tough, physically tough movies. Yeah, and it's the story is reportedly set to be set at some point prior to the first Avengers film and explore how she became one of the deadliest assassins on the planet. I don't like the prequel thing, though. Yeah, we're going to get a prequel but, with Captain Marvel. This will be another prequel. Let's advance the story. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Seeing, I don't, you know, like we can't really say what's going to happen out of Avengers four, but I guess this is a way to keep her going and still leave it up in the air as to what happens to her at the end. But I, I would imagine Black Widow just out on her own after all the aftermath of all this, kicking some ass would be a pretty sweet movie too. I don't need the uh, prequel ness. I mean, I, that's good. I think you and I have discussed. Numerous times, uh, some of the the pitfalls of a lot of these movies when they come out is you have to waste our time for the first at least hour with the origin story. And it's like, I don't need to know about Spider-Man getting bit by the spider. And I don't need to know about Captain America with super serum. Let's go. Spare me. Nice special effects, though, but spare me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, another production that we've been watching and have talked about recently um, we openly talked about it the last time that they announced some casting news, but FX is why the last man is moving forward and it cast Diane Lane and Barry Keegan. So does that mean that the, uh, Jodie Foster talks didn't happen? We, 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 we quote unquote reported on this a few weeks ago that she would <laughs> <laughs> like, so it didn't work out with her. I guess not. Yeah. If they've got Lane playing the mother, unless maybe she's up for, some other role that they're working into the to the There's script. No other role. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know why that leaked out then, but maybe she was a, a finalist. Either way, we've we've got our York. We've got our Senator Jennifer Brown. We uh, the this thing is finally is obviously as close as we've ever gotten. So, and I think I think the series, the series is the way to go with this. Yeah, this, this this could not be a movie. Also, an actress named Imogen Poots is going to be playing uh, York's tough talking sister hero. Which I, I know this actress from other stuff. She's uh, very easy on the eyes. Part of the last name is Poots, so there you go. Poots and Lashana Lynch is playing Agent Three Fifty Five, and Lashana Lynch is also cast in Captain Marvel. Well, as who? I don't know. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> good reporting. Either way, it's uh, you know, when when I got into books, sort of the first two long form things that I read were Why the Last Man and Preacher. So it's cool that Preacher is a TV show, three seasons working on three seasons deep right now, and Why the Last Man's gonna finally, after all the rumor mills, 
make it to uh, some sort of screen. So I'm excited for that. That was, I mean, you got to admit, and that was a great, great series. I mean, I remember I read it after it was already done, and I, was, I, I went to a used bookstore and bought all the trades and just, just read, that's how old school, read it all back to back to back to back. So the fact that, you know, now it's you know going to come out this way, it's just, I, I hope they don't mess it up, but it was a great story. Great story. Yeah, agreed. You so, have been rereading We Can Never Go Home. I did. So I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I, um, well, obviously, Matthew Rosenberg, Tyler Boss, the, the book that started it all with the two of them. Um, I just decided to, to buy it again on Comixology Unlimited, uh, not Unlimited, that being, it was free. Uh, I, spent, I think I spent like, like 10 bucks. And I just, I tweeted to both of them, just said, we're reading the series, the start of it all. And amazingly, only Matthew Rosenberg responded. So figure that out. Okay. Tyler He's Boss usually is a busy guy. Couldn't be bothered, uh, but whatever. But I, uh, I it, did you ever read this whole thing or just book one? No, I think I, yeah, I read through all that. It was, it was a good read for sure. Yeah, not as good as Four Kids Walking to a Bank, but it was good. You always had to do that, but <laughs> but even still. Also, um, as as other follow up, I threatened to do this live on the show a few weeks back. Uh, my Descender hardcover arrived. I'm looking at it right now. How glorious is it? It's man, another one. I think there are there are certain series that you read, the royal you, and they, they just really resonate with you as a as a purveyor of comics and things of this nature. This is one that I I, I feel very passionate about in terms of just it just being such a great read. And you know, we discovered it together at the same time because we did it on the show. Obviously, uh, I hate to overly romanticize that experience but i uh it's a great book it's really great so i'm i'm happy to to have it in my uh my collection that way the the next issue is the finale i know dude oh my god so the finale of that and then you'll have to buy the second part of the hardcover i certainly will and proudly display it i certainly will i'm glad to hear it i will well, do the same i will not lie about that all right so let's get into some books okay so debut review Superman number one, Brian Michael Bendis out of DC. Now, we went into this, at least I did, with a decent amount of trepidation because Superman, to me, is he among the most famous comic book heroes we've got, if not the most famous? Sure. Um, Brian Michael Bendis, new to DC, uh, defected from Marvel, obviously a great writer, didn't want to like this book, didn't want to read it. Thoughts on this? I So my thoughts are that I imagine if I were into Superman this is probably great. Even, you know, a mutual friend of ours who doesn't listen to the show but is a big Superman fan and doesn't read comics uh, as active as we do. Uh, he even texted me out of nowhere about, "Hey, I heard Bendis's thing came out and and, you know, I've, I've got some people I work with talking about it. Has it, was it good? And I was like, funny you say that we're, you know, we're, we're reading it. And I, you know, and I likened it to, and I tried to tell him about how, how sweet Mendes's defenders run was great. And things like Jessica Jones. Great. And I would imagine that if you flip flop the scenario, if you take someone who's, you know, super into Superman, everything, justice league doesn't care one bit for whatever reason about, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and, and those types of people that they probably couldn't have gotten into that Defenders. They could appreciate it that 
there's probably a good story there and it looks great, but these characters just don't do it for me. Um, and so, you know, flip it back around and, and that's where we sit now. I think even with Bendis doing this, this book, you know, as I'm going through it, I can tell I'm like, man, this looks, this looks pretty awesome. Like the art's on point. It is everything that I've seen in Superman books in the past of, you know, these crazy Fortress of Solitude arts, like full panel arts. Um, you have the great shot of the Justice League. Yeah. The, the Justice League. It's a, it seems to be an awesome book that's well put together. Obviously, Bendis can write very well. I'm sure there's a great story behind here, but I know little of the Superman mythos, and I'm just not interested that much in them. And I'm sorry to say that. Well, I alluded to this earlier. Um, I am relieved because I also did not care for it, so I don't have to start reading this. Thank God. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I mean, I not, you mentioned the art. Uh, Ivan Reese Rice, R.A. R E I S mm-hmm. anything on this? I didn't think the art was that good, to be honest with you. I thought it was serviceable, but I didn't think it was uh, anything that really jumped out at me that way. Um, Superman now is without a family, I guess. Uh, Jonathan Ken is exploring the galaxy with Lois and uh, Jor El. I'm impressed. I even could pull that out of my ass. <laughs> that's what that's what they're doing. Eh. I just, I just didn't think it was all that great. This happened to be, by the way, I read this earlier today. This book and Amazing Spider-Man were battling it out for the top issue of the month. And actually Superman eked out a win that way. There are some formalities uh, about how they managed to do it. But this was the top book of the month, and I just, I just thought it was all right. I think that, was, that has to be more so of it just being Superman number one with a big-time writer making – you know, not his debut in DC, but you know the debut on this like main book. I think that's that's the only reason why. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I think you're exactly right. So, so way to have your finger on the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, you know, whatever. Okay, fine. So, uh, if I had to give it a number, as as we are wont to do, seven point five. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it's actually it's. 43 critic reviews, it's got a 7.8. 40 user reviews has a 7.7. So we're not too far off. It, it wasn't very well received as, as you might have thought uh, from the from the worldwide community there. Well, there you go. And I'm doing a quick search here to give it its just due. Uh, number one of Bendis's Defenders was an 8.1 and 8.3. So people loving that Defenders even more. You should go pick it up. I mean, I already did, but I, um, <laughs> I think that you you mentioned this earlier. I think to me, like I didn't have an, a, a history with Iron Fist or even really Luke Cage, but I thought the art was better than that. I thought that the way they delivered that book was just so much better than this. So um, I'm going to say that, separate from your your preferences by way of publisher or or, or even like characters in a book. It was better delivered than Superman, in my opinion. Agreed. There you go. Next week, we will be checking out The Life of Captain Marvel, number one of five. This is written by Margaret Stoll, art by Carlos Pacheco, cover by Julian Totino Tedesco. The definitive origin of Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers was just a girl from the Boston suburbs who loved science and the Red Sox until a chance encounter with a Kree hero gave her incredible superpowers. Now she's a leader in the Avengers and the commander of Alpha Flight. But what if there were more to the story? When crippling anxiety attacks put her on the sidelines in the middle of the fight, 
Carol finds herself reliving memories of a, of a life she thought was far behind her. You can't outrun where you're from, and sometimes you have to go home again. But there are skeletons in Captain Marvel's closet, and what she discovers will change her entire world. Okay, so this is a risky pull for us as well because we're going after another well-established uh, character that I never really read, r- really. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in it. You know, the movies movies coming out. I w- I'd like to get more of an understanding of her before it does. And uh, basically, my only works with her are when she's popped up in the Jessica Jones book, and you know, a little bit of her. Of the I think it was the Marvel Now relaunch with was it Kelly Thompson that did it or Kelly Sudakonic maybe. I um, think so. Yeah, some of that. So. You know, I'm I'm interested in all takes on her. So, and I like that it's a one of five. If we do happen to uh, enjoy it, it's not a you know, it's not a big time investment. But I do you feel like it's kind of premature? I mean, this movie's coming out in March of 2019. It is merely July of 2018. So, I, I don't know how what what this run is planned to be, but I feel like, you know. Yeah, it's a long, I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long lead. The books probably don't lead sales into the movie as much. I bet this is like a people around like us. Here's something to check out. Movie comes out. It does super well. A lot of girls start to love her. Here's a brand new title of Captain Marvel that you can actually pick up. A lot of girls like to love her. We can't be in the club. I'm just saying one, one woman captured the hearts of a lot of uh, young girls everywhere. I expect Captain Marvel to do the same. <laughs> You know, Wonder Woman was actually playing this week, and I happened to catch it again. It was good, good flick. Yeah, it was pretty good. Wow. I always, ma- I always manage to catch it. I'm just to be honest with, with you. When Chris Pine is like in the um, water, and she asks if, like, anatomically, he is representative of the rest of his sex, and he goes, "I'm above average." I catch that scene all. I'm like, I hate, <laughs> I hate that I keep catching this scene. Jesus, that's all. That that's a true story. That that, is, that that has happened at least three times. Well, I believe you. Also, I always manage to look at the clock when it says ten eighteen. That's my birthday. Happens all the time. Well, I don't know what to say. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. That's that. That's just what I'm. That's just a fact. All right. Well, what else, what else we read this week? All right, get into it. Uh, you've been hammering me about uh, continuing to read Isola. This is the book. Uh, Brendan Fletcher, Carl Kershaw. Um, childhood friends, I think they are. They did Gotham Academy together, which is how I knew their work. We reviewed number one on the show. I did not keep up with it. Um, as I was browsing, I, I realized I didn't have much coming out this week. So I saw the, the number four come out this week or had it recently come out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I picked that up. The other ones were, I think a dollar 99 since they were back issues. Love that. So bottom all, um, read through them. Even went back and reread number one because I had forgotten a lot of what the story was. So here's my take. The book is is beautiful art. The the coloring, the layout, the the art, everything is awesome to look at. The story is still not hitting home with me. With the the queen is now a lion or whatever and a spell on her and like I'm just not into the story. I mean I don't want to like hate on it because it's. I mean, I know these these creators. They're they're fantastic working together. It's just a story that is that is not for me. Okay. Are you like Are you super into the story? 
I, I enjoy it. I think it's, I mean, again, as you mentioned, the art is just on. Yeah. It's, it's an awesome book to look at to, even if you just pick this up and browse through it, like the, the colors are so amazing. The panel by panel is awesome. Um, they, they do a wonderful job. I love the covers. Like even just now I'm looking at all four issues lined up, uh, together on the like recently read thing. They look great. I mean, these are like, I mean, they, I mean, I don't know if, if somebody would wanted to collect these prints and have them hung up somewhere. Like they're, they're, freaking awesome nerd alert uh i i uh i do i do like the story enough though i do i think there, there's a lot of mysterious stuff going on and i think one thing that you point out a lot in terms of uh good comic book storytelling is world building i think they've done a pretty good job of that as well kind of teasing out some of these other elements and how these kingdoms kind of rose and fell and how magic plays a role and and what's in kind of slow playing the cards that way. I, I like it. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see, I, I definitely can see people being into it. I mean, it, it obviously gets great reviews. I'm sure it's well read. It's, it's been successful for them. It's just, and I could see finishing the first trade, you know, at another time when, you know, that all the issues are a buck 99 or, um, you know, I would stumble on one of those image half off coupons from comiXology, something like that. I'm sure at some point I will read this through and just, finish the first trade, see where it's at at that time. It's just right now, I I don't know. It, it, it has not uh, caught on to me, but I appreciate what they're doing. Okay. And I wish them well. Well, that's very big of you. <laughs> and like I said, it was a it was a short week for me, so I went back through those Comixology originals, and the the one that I had downloaded, which you I think you had read before, I had downloaded and hadn't fully looked at it yet. So I read through Savage Game... Um, from Comixology Originals. So I now, I've now read The Super Freaks, Savage Game, Ask for Mercy. I think that may be it. And I haven't really enjoyed any of them. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. And this is why I feel less and less guilty, not guilty, less guilty, uh, about not going to the announcement at the Amazon store in the city. Like I, I wish I, the lineup would have been stronger. I mean, of the three, like... Super Freaks was the best of the three with that, I, you know, I was able to go through and, you know, just ask for mercy. It wasn't feeling at all. That first issue that I read, yeah. this was just this, this uh, the savage game. There's some of these characters I had like the, you know, like early on with the like Eagle in that fight, like the six eyed Eagle. I'm like, what is this art? And I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's just not for me in, in any respect. So, you know, I still enjoy that Comixology Originals is get another avenue people can push out their work. And uh, I'm sure at some point something will come through there that I'm a fan of. But uh, swinging and missing thus far. God, the <laughs> the the amount of diplomacy you serve on the show is just very strapful. Listen, that's a better book than I've ever put out, so... We should send you to Helsinki. <laughs> um, that's not anyway, what I, that's not what I meant to say. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, so where am I here? Uh, Mechadet, you number ten. This book is it needs to be, get wrapped up here. I, I mean, it, it's been enjoyable overall. Um, we are getting to the the point in the story where uh, the Sharg is is getting to be a bit of a problem. So the uh, some of the mechs. Which I guess are like living robots in this book, Greg Pack. Where are you in this? Um, are 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 willing to sacrifice their hearts to power an even more powerful robot to take out 
the threat. Oh, man. But let's wrap it up, though. Yeah. It's uh, what, what, three issues? I think issue 12 is the last one. Yeah, I think you're right. It turned into girl number five. Um, I still enjoyed this book very much. I believe you are close to current with this. Uh, yes. I have read up to four. Is, so did Attorney Girl 5 just come out? Yeah. Okay, then I have, I'm up to four. Magdalene Visaggio, I think is her name. Uh, I, I, do, I do I enjoy the book. I really do. I, I mention this every time. It reminds me a lot of Mr. Miracle in terms of it having some humor and some surrealism. Still enjoy it. And then I read uh, Dead Hand Number 4. Uh, Kyle Higgins, who did um, – uh, I, always, I always blank on the titles that he did, and we've read them both on the show. Cowl Hadrian's and Wall. Hadrian's Wall. That's what it was. Um, I wish the artist was the same. It's not, but it's still uh, w- well told. Um, this involves basically a colony, seemingly of a, of a, of a small American town, which is actually um, outside of Russia. And people are, are, are not sure what's happening there. And you're getting characters that are kind of coming into the fray to engage. And there's a character um, that I'm not sure if it's a robot or what it is, but it's like a sentient type young child that has access to satellites clumsy reviewing over here but that's <laughs> that's where we are uh, but i i do enjoy it i do i i every time i start reading it i'm like do i like this and i always conclude with yes i do all right i still will get to it at some point i promised i have promised you that yeah well i mean you make it on isola so yeah, i sure did what, what why would i doubt <laughs> So for news this week, we got a, a quite a few things here to go through. So starting off, Joaquin Phoenix's new Joker role scares the effing s out of him. I assume that's the fucking shit. So Joaquin Phoenix finalizes deal to star in Warner Brothers Todd Phillips directed and Martin Scorsese produced Joker origin film. So this is where I kind of get confused. They're still making a Jared Leto one, yes? Is, yep. That I don't understand. Jared Leto, his Joker, um. Is, is set to appear in a Harley Quinn solo film, Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad 2, and the Joker and Harley Quinn film, and another solo project. That's annoying. So, yeah, it's just further... Warner Brothers, I don't think, is ever going to get it together. They're just going to make whatever, do whatever, throw everything at the wall, no cohesive type of thing that, that Marvel's built up over the last decade. So, yeah, so this is what you get. And... You know, I, don't, I, I wasn't really a fan of Leto's Joker anyways or the Suicide Squad movie. Nobody was. I mean, you've obviously got big names attached to this Joker origin film, so maybe something could come out of that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, again, to your point, it, 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 does, it does call into question, do you have your shit together to make these movies? I mean, MCU, man... Somebody's smart. I mean, all the way they managed to tie all this together in such a beautiful, organic way, even getting us to go see prequels, it's pretty smart. Yep. So Sorry, there you go. DC, you missed out. Um, Quantum and Woody TV series finds a home at TBS. So Quantum and Woody is the, the valiant characters we've read, I think, a couple times on the show. Yeah. So this yeah. is going to be executive produced by the Russo brothers. Um, also a storyline that I'm seeing here. It looks like, I don't know if this is still the case, uh, it, but it says a related story. Communities, Joel McHale and talks to star in quantum and Woody TV series. Okay. So what's, what's he been up to Joel McHale? I feel like he was doing pretty good for a while, but then nothing. 
I feel like he was hosting his own show. That's like Talk Soup. But I, I thought he even did something like more recently on some like offshoot type of scenario. But yeah, either, either way, community was fun. Whatever he's done since then, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we mentioned how beautifully MCU has been able to do their thing, uh, but for the following. So there's an article on comic book resources about Edward Norton's disastrous failings as uh, Bruce Banner slash Incredible Hulk. Did you read the story? Did you I, see the movie? I did. Of course I've seen the movie. So the, I remember – so this predates – or it was like concurrent with like Iron Man 1 where it was it was widely reported that he was being a real diva on set. And mm-hmm. I hate that word, diva. I hate it. But that's what he was being apparently. You know, uh, he was, I guess, a, a ghostwriter on the script and he wanted a lot of like changes to the script. And, and uh, I guess at one point he also insisted the movie be – like 135 minutes long and they cut it down to like 110 and he refused to do press about it and they were like you can go fuck yourself we're not going to have you back any for any more of these and then the 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 statements that came back and forth in different press camps were what they were and here we are 10 years later 10 years later where ed norton's career took an interesting turn in that he's really hasn't like the Marvel studios has taken off. Yes. Big and time. Norton was like at the top of his game at that time. And, you know, Not. he's done some voice roles. He's done Birdman, you know, and then some, you know, a lot of like creative works of his that didn't, didn't really win him any awards or take off or be probably what he had, had hoped. So he kind of, he missed out on the commercial success. That is true. He probably doesn't, didn't get the, critical acclaim that he was hoping to have gotten with a lot of the creative stuff that he did and, and led the charge on. So he's kind of like come up, lose, lose on this one, right? I would say so. Excuse me, getting choked up. Uh, yes. I think that, uh, I mean, when you think about the resurgence of Robert Downey Jr., who he'd gone to prison for drugs Mm -hmm. and now it's like on top of the world. How could you fuck this up? And I mean, look at, uh, Mark Ruffalo now, like, yeah, what, like, he, he's the only reason I know his name is because of him playing Hulk and he does an awesome job. Hasn't needed his own Hulk movie to do it. Like he's just can embrace the role. You know, he knocked it out of the park each time he's been on, on, on set and, you know, in Avengers and infinity war and Thor, like he's, he's been fantastic. It's hard to imagine Norton, not being like that now. It seems like if he would have stayed in it and it would have continued on, that you would imagine Hulk's role would have been bigger and probably would have like changed, you know, because his they were if, if, especially if it if it had been a success out of the gate, much like Iron Man was, all these years you would have had Robert Downey Jr. and Ed Norton going back and forth on who's like the star of the MCU. Well, they said. Um... Knowing what we know now, can you imagine anybody but Mark Ruffalo playing the Hulk? No. Can you imagine Edward Norton in Ragnarok or the Avengers movies? Like, just it didn't it didn't catch. So here we are. It worked out for the better. I, you know, on some level, because I'm a purist that way, it would have been nice if he could have made it work, but apparently it just wasn't in the cards. Well, it's him and who was... Um... Who was Rhodes in the first Iron Man that Cheadle replaced? 
Oh, what the hell is his name? Not, I didn't it care. It wasn't Cuba Gooding, was it? No, you racist. Uh, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Who is it? He's in uh, that, that show Empire. Yeah, what's his name, though? Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't care for that actor, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fine. I like Don Cheadle. He's cool. Me, me too. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, great, he's great in Boogie Nights. Um, all right, so this hit on – we were really killing the movie news today. So they ranked all the X-Men-related movies on CBR. Did you look at this? I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so what I like about this is that there are some real stinkers in there. <laughs> um, and I'm not super shocked by – how some of these shook out, but um, how many of these have you, have you actually seen? Uh, I'm trying to go down through them now. CBR does not like the fact that I use an ad blocker. Oh yeah, they suck that way. So give so, me a second here. Okay, so you got X Men Origins Wolverine sucked. You got X Men Apocalypse. You have oh, I said it like that. You have X Men Last Stand, The Wolverine. The original X Men movie. I've seen all uh, the Wolverines. I've seen the first run of X Men. I don't think I've seen Apocalypse all the way through. It was not that great. It's Deadpool. on my Plex server, and I think I've seen maybe half of it. Deadpool, Deadpool 2, two. I've not seen. Who did I see that with then? If not you, no. well, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> Deadpool one. So it uh, obviously has – I'm just getting to the last page. It obviously has Logan as number one. Yes. Logan and Days of Futures Past. That's probably the two that I would put. I would say – yeah, I would say Days of Future Past. I, I just like the idea that they could, they merged the two uh, casts. That was mm-hmm. cool to me. And um, X-Men United, which is the second X-Men movie, was also uh, quite good. That came at number three. Now let's uh, be, not make any more, wipe the slate clean, and get this deal done. Uh, they're already making one. They have X-Men Dark Phoenix. Let's, it's already not, like, let's not bring it out. <laughs> I, I'm very excited about this movie. All and right. in fact, um, they released the poster for this last week, and they can finally confirm that uh, Psylocke is being brought back. They, they were hedging their bets on announcing it. I don't know why, but Olivia Munn's coming back All to right, play that well, role. Okay. Even though she was... Very underutilized uh, in that last uh, movie. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I don't think you are. <laughs> last bit of news. We get a first official picture of Asher Angel as Billy Batson. Uh, Shazam is going to be on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. So, again, you know, a hodgepodge of Warner Brothers movies that are coming out. Is there any excitement over this? No. Okay. not to me i mean i'm sure it'll be great but i I don't have anything of it all right well same here and that'll wrap up uh, this week's episode way to end on a whimper there (laughs) (laughs) but but we do have uh captain marvel in march and what everyone's waiting for avengers for not yet named in may so every day is a day closer to that it's in game i thought Uh, i think that was just a rumor oh well, yesterday, a, uh, a buddy of mine at work and I were briefly, briefly discussing the political news of the day of the whole Russia stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we were joking about whatever may happen. 
and how crazy it is to go from day to day and all these news news or and whatnot's going on and you never know what's coming next and i said hey man i'm just trying to make it to avengers 4 <laughs> just like i think that's let's fair. not like start a, like a warfare or anything before then let's get to that let's i want to see how this wraps up and then you guys can uh you know kill, whatever kill kill each other yes I... <laughs> please priorities <laughs> i mean I, you know how i feel about it I wonder if Vladimir is a uh, a fan of the MCU. He's had to have seen some of these flicks. Vladimir, yeah. first name basis. Yep. I mean, I go with Putin. All right. Well, I wonder. If if, I, I, wonder I wonder if he's seen any. I have to uh, be very selective about this stuff. I don't know. Who knows? Well, they are popular overseas, but either way, um, yeah, that's more fun to talk comic book stuff than political stuff. So, tune in next week for another round of comic book. Reviews, news, TVs, shows, movies, and, and uh, the witty humor of the two of us. Uh, real quick, this just came through. Uh, I got a text literally right now. A buddy I've not spoken with for at least a year. Did you know Death of Superman cover is an art piece at Rooms to Go? <laughs> <laughs> this, this just happened. Let's this go just pick came it up. Through. I mean, I didn't care for it when it was new. Yeah. Death of Superman. Whatever. Rooms to go. Holla. All right. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Too many comics.com. Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs>